Hey. Yo, yo, yo. There he is. <laughs> I love that backdrop, man. Perfect. Hey, live and direct. <laughs> wow, my God, man. Listen, yeah. um, thank you so much for joining me on the Low Theory. Appreciate you hopping on. Even mm-hmm. though you're, you're, you're working on the mural at the moment and you took time to chop it up with me. So thank you, man. No problem. No problem, man. Out here in the, in the G. Live and direct from the gloves. What's, no. what's, the, what's the weather like out there? Um, it's real hot, real muggy. It rained earlier, so you know, if you see me doing kung fu online, and I'm just chopping mosquitoes, bro. They're real out here. <laughs> it's real. It's real out there. <laughs> it's it's real in the field, man. Oh my God, man. Yeah, yeah. The mosquitoes roll mob deep. You know. That's that's crazy. <laughs> um, we could talk about the mural that you're currently doing. Let's talk about that at, towards the end. Gotcha. But right now, I want to take you back a little bit. And for those who are paying attention and listening. Um, who might not be familiar with you, you know, I used to see you around Boston all the time at rap shows and stuff like that, you know, when I was doing MCing and things like that. So I used to see, I think I always used to catch you with Trev, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, Trev City. <laughs> absolutely. Salute to him. But um, talk about a little bit of how you came up and, and, and what, what got you influenced into graffiti art. Oh, man. Um, I came up, grew up in Roxbury, you know what I mean? And, um... Between me and my cousin Man Terra, another another local legend, you know, we were um we were always in his room, just kind of thinking of a master plan. Um, ironically, his bedroom is located directly above DJ Nesquik. So mm. when we heard, when we heard him practicing, we would always get like, you know, we would have the behind the scenes scoop to just the newest and the freshest. And um, both of us were just practicing on our craft, whether I was you know, sitting there playing with his toys or he was writing raps or right. he was just learning the lyrics to the song. So, you know, just, just coming up in the projects and just knowing that, like, if you did something that involved hip-hop, we didn't even know how, like, serious that was because, you know, your parents is like, oh, that rapping stuff, that's not going to be around for a while. Right. But with the rapping, there was breakdancing. You know what I'm saying? There was, there right. was The whole B-boy thing was off the chain. Um, you know, fashion was a big, big ordeal because, you know, everything from the revolutionary hats to the nameplate belts and yeah. just um, knowing how to do flips on the mattress, you know, things of that nature. So whenever somebody got a new appliance, that cardboard box went out and we was busting moves in the middle of the project. So if there wasn't no broken glass, right. we, we was trying to get busy. So I'm so, just a kid. I'm just a kid was- who just like had, you know, extracurricular activities that were all based on what we know now to be the discipline. You know what I'm saying? Right, absolutely. So would you say that um, out, of, out of those four main elements, uh, would you say like kind of b-boying was the first thing? Well, b-boying was definitely the first thing, but I got in trouble for pop blocking the, the, the gospel music, so I stopped that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so like that that was a career short-ended. Oh, and then, my and God. And then the, the rapping was, was cool because it was like always had a book of rhymes. Um, my cousin, man, he wrote some lyrics for me, and – it always, like, I learned how to, like, end uh, uh, a couple of bars. Like, you always had to have a dope ending so that you can either pose with it or, like, right. do a, a, a light little mic drop. So right. all that was, was cool, but there were so many people doing it between that and playing ball. Yeah. And then I was, like, I, and then I got, I got turned out by the graffiti bug, man. It, it, all it took was me to, um, to see it. Right. And then just be fascinated by it, man. Uh, everything from that six line S 
went down to my man uh George Cepeda. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Shout out mm-hmm. to my dude. He seen me doing um letters in class and he was like, Yo, I can show you how to do the whole alphabet with this bubble letter style and it just took off from there, man. Incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Now, um, you know, I moved I moved out of Mass a few years ago. I'm in AZ, right? But every year I make it a point to travel back to Massachusetts to see my family. Mm-hmm. And where they live is in Lynn. So yeah. I go to Lynn one year and I see this massive piece by you. And it was an incredible feeling because I felt like um, you kind of changed the landscape of Lynn and Boston by, by taking these old dull buildings and just bringing them new life with the colors, with the art. And, and seeing that you've done so many murals, how does that feel, man, to kind of revitalize old buildings, especially in Mass, one of the oldest, the oldest state in America? Right, right. And, it, and it's such a thing. And just to give you a little heads on Lynn, I have yet to paint it in Lynn, such an amazing part of Massachusetts. My brother Marco 27 painted out there. Oh, I so, thought that was you. Nah, that was Marco. That was Victor, man. So like, oh, okay, 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 okay. You all, guys are all, always together, though. Like, yeah, like, yep. like you know, like uh, the Mexican wrestlers, you know what I'm saying? The Lucha Libre type <laughs> team, tag team. Right. Right. Yeah, so I was I always go visit him when he was knocking out big joints, and it was only a matter of time before I got like you know my first one off, which was on Blue Hill Live. But to answer your question, man, how does it feel to revitalize these old buildings mm-hmm. in Massachusetts? It's phenomenal because like the city's old, and the opportunity to to take what we've been traveling around to see, as you can see right now, I'm in Detroit, and mm-hmm. this is normal. You know what I mean? Arts and culture is something that is just thriving in the city. And it, it represents who's in the, in the forefront if you get mm-hmm. the right people involved. Mm-hmm. So doing graffiti for so long and busting out productions, man, it was only a natural evolution, especially going out of Boston and coming back in to be right. like, yo, we got to bring a couple of these home. So to right. look at the city with a different scope now, I more or less look at the city as a gallery at this point and the walls are just, you know, what I couldn't get inside of a gallery, I take it to the street. And so each neighborhood is like galleries that we visit and we use the walls as our as our canvases, man. We just Amazing. curate. Yeah, we curate Amazing. the city at this point. <laughs> that's, that's such a dope way to look at it, man. The buildings are your blank canvases. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Now, I got this kind of a um, question. Let me read it off, man. Tell me how you feel about it. So in a perfect world, um, do you prefer, because you know, you're from the essence do you, you prefer that graph stays underground, you know, where, uh, where only the people who actually practice it can carry that on in the world? Like, you know, the people who truly embrace the hip-hop culture? Or, or do you prefer it where graph is embraced by the masses and is done openly and freely? Mm. You know what? That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a double-edged sword right there because as raw as I love it to be in, in its essence. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about discovery and adventure in the essence of where graffiti lives, whether it's in the, the, the under a trestle, abandoned buildings, abandos, you know what I mean? Like wherever mm-hmm. you would go to discover it, it was all a part of the adventure. But the evolution of it, man, it, it just, it, it pays to go see people who were like enthusiasts of, of the letter style. You get what I'm saying? It's almost mm-hmm. like visiting a mosque or going to Egypt to look at the hieroglyphics and things of that nature. 
graffiti in its true essence is the alphabet of hip hop. So why keep it? You know mm. what I'm saying? Why keep it hidden? Because mm -hmm. the, the the lyrics that a DJ would scratch, the rap, the lyrics that a MC would spit, the B boy freezes and and that they would dance, we all interpret that in our in our artwork. So why right. keep it? I mean, the practice should stay true to getting better. You know what I mean? As far as the right. underground goes, but I think the essence of it should be seen so it can be legitimized to 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 talk about our our, our present. Our, our past and future, you know what I mean? It's just as important right. as, as them cave dudes scrawling on the wall or the, or anybody from Egypt scribing into the, with the hieroglyphs. Right. Like, this is just a modern-day version of it with aerosol right. paint. Right. But yeah. follow up with that, it's like, speaking of modern day, right? Um, back then, before the internet, right, when you were writing... The only way to truly get a, uh, to see other people's art was maybe if you bought a, a graph magazine. Um, I, I'm not too sure how you or just traveling, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like the internet hurt the development of graph? Because now everybody can see your style and kind of copy it, and they're not having their own unique styles. Mm. How do you feel about it? I'm going to tell you a quote that my man Post too shared with us, man. He said, you're only as good as your last. Hold on, hold on. You... Yeah, am I, am I, I back can't in the mix? Repeat that. Could... No, I yep, you're back. Go ahead. Yeah, you're only as good as your last piece and the people you place yourself around. You know? That is... To, to, right. to, to be very firm on your style is, is one level of discovery. But to evolve and advance by the time people are probably peeping what you're doing or biting your shit, you should already be elevated to something else, man, because the world is in the palm of the people, people's hands right now. And styles are just, you know, influences are going from overseas to the States, from the States to the dark continent. Wherever you can get a spray can at, it's on and popping. So, like, you have to, you have to, you have to run and run hard, you know. I do believe in taking time to understand the bones and the, and the, and the, and the structure of the alphabet to be able to drop true styles. You should have somebody that, that tells you about, you know, pumps, lifts, arrows, 3Ds, things of that mm -hmm. nature, knowing how to evolve a basic hand style on down to, like, you know, an evolved letter style. All mm -hmm. that stuff should just be, like, true to it. But, like, if you feel like you got to keep your stuff in the cut, I think that you don't put everything out there. You understand? You leave something for people to have an imagination for. So... In the day and age of the internet, you got to leave something for the imagination because in real, real life, we know how we get down. Everybody knows how, like, you know, they geek out about the sketches that they have. Like, you're mm -hmm. only as good as your repetition and your practice, man. So right. to, to, to get hung up on who's biting who or who's seeing this, that, and the third, you're going you're gonna to never have your shit out there if you're just so worried about that. So, you know, right. pride, pride can play the devil in this sport. but right. Absolutely. It kind of makes me think of um, this documentary I saw um, about this dude in Japan who was literally painting Rembrandt's to the, to, down to the T, and they couldn't tell the real from the fake, and they were oh, wow. selling his knockoffs for millions of dollars, bro. You know, <laughs> and it's the same thing, man. Who knows? It could be some dude somewhere in a far-off country that looked at one of your pieces, bro, and, and there could be, you know, a knockoff 
you know what I'm saying, pro-black piece somewhere. You never know, man. But I like how you how you phrased it where you should always be at least five to ten steps ahead. That's it, man. Because by the time somebody done caught up to your old shit, you should already right. be doing something different. Right. You know, you would never have to talk about, like, how many times you ever heard Jordan get on the mic and be like, yo, this dude pulls a jumper like myself. This cat's wearing my kicks. You right. Know, like, the greats don't ever have to talk about that, man. We, we just, you know. <laughs> Salute. And <laughs> in, in Atlanta Giants, man, you got to expect to get rubbed. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Yo, I'm going to take you back, man. In the early 80s and 90s, I feel like Boston was crushed with graft by some of the region's, you know, best artists, um, you know, the most infamous writers in the city. Um, what do you miss most about those times? And do you feel like it would ever return back to that manner that it was back in those times. What I miss so much is just how everybody's name was everywhere. There were certain spots that were like just sacred, you know what I'm saying? With all this new development, it took away the, the rawness of where you would find a lot of this stuff, man. And, and whatever part of Boston you was in, you could tell who, who resided there because they were crushing the neighborhood, you know? Wasn't like anybody was leading a breadcrumb trail to where they lived at. But you can, right. you can, you know, if I went to West Selden over to Morton Street, I know I was in a spot where Lofty held it down. And it was more of a, it was an exchange and an invite. If I went over to, you know, um, Columbia Road over there before Grove Hall, I knew behind Interville, that blue building. You know what I'm saying? All the writers that lived over there held it down, like the Mensa Field on Morton Street. I'm telling you, spots that where, you right. know, they were just avoided or like, you know, junkies be there shooting up or doing whatever, man. You see some graph in there really holding it mm -hmm. down. So like before developers get their eyes on anything, we seen a diamond in the rough and just turning into a, a, a place to practice, especially when there's no eyes on us. Cause we, I, that's the only way you get good. So, right. I think when the elevator train got torn down, the spine in the city got ripped off. You know what I'm saying? All those rooftops from when I was I used to watch, and then by the time I get to Chinatown, I'm going down with the train. But all those rooftops were on purpose to, like, hit. Um, Definitely. You know, the, the, the way that, that the Orange Line train screamed around the corner going into Dudley Station and how long it was <laughs> with it. You'd always <laughs> seen tags from Hans, rest in peace. You know, like, uh, Net, Hang, Quest. You know, like, all these spells. Gun Gator. I can I can go on for days. Like when I was able to read a tag, I, I was definitely trying to see how many names I can like depict. So I do right. miss that that part because I knew that whatever area of Boston that the um you know that the that the tags is at nine times out of ten when I started getting into it, I know there was like a, a black or Latin brother attached to those names. You know what I'm saying? Where definitely like, the, the finesse was there. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't until right. bombing got like crazy, crazy that we started finding out that like these, these cats was coming from the burbs into the city and getting up just to get those, you know, to get that hood passed. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> for sure, man. Absolutely.